in the corner. Two ball. Uh-oh. He's heating up like that leftover lasagna. Two-piece, no biscuit. It's a five-to-three game. She had her sliding like ice road truckers. My, 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 she's fast. Oh, yeah. She finishes with the scoop. What flavor you want? Once again, we are back. It is time for episode two of The Voice on 3X3 Podcast with yours truly, Kyle Montgomery, a.k.a. The Voice of 3X3, with my partner in crime, as always, David Barr, a.k.a. Dave B. Uh, You can tell the excitement is in my voice. Uh, We are four days away from 3X3 making history in the Olympic Games, and as you would imagine, the show is just loaded. It is loaded. We got, baby, we got, we got special guest interviews, some of the biggest stars in the game. We're giving our predictions, our top four teams uh, for both the men and women over the next couple of days. We got some breaking news we got to get to here uh, pretty soon. Man, this show is loaded. This is an extended edition, obviously, for the Olympic Games, baby. Yeah, and unfortunately, nothing's happened since the last time we did episode one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah. not many things. No, man, do you want it's to actually all show? happening right now, right now. But, <laughs> yes. But um, no, no. I, I look. I am. I'm so excited. Thank you to the 21 people in 21 different countries that have listened to episode one. And so we uh, could not do it without you guys. So we appreciate all of your support, and of course, the the good folks at, at FIBA. Uh, as well for um, you know sticking and running running this thing right beside us, but it's crazy. And we've got the men's preview today. Yep, we're gonna run it back and do a women's preview tomorrow because the Olympics needs two. Yeah, it needs two need bonus cover. Sure, that's right. So, so this is gonna. I'm I'm excited because these are our first guests, and you want the stars. This is like the red carpet of three x three coming through today and tomorrow so no I, i'm stoked doubt no yeah. doubt um but you know what let's get the breaking news out of the way and this is really going to potentially have some effects on the women's tournament katie lou samuels sharpshooter on team usa uh, unfortunately diagnosed with covid she is not going to participate in the olympic games uh which you know i mean i saw the news this morning a huge shock and it's really going to change the dynamic uh, of that team. They've got a guard from the Aces that is now going to join them. This is somebody that uh, the Kelsey Plum is obviously uh, very familiar with. And but I'm not I'm I'm, I'm not sure what Jackie Young is going to bring. I know that she was the number one overall pick by the Aces in 2019. I know that she's got some 3x3 history. She played at the 2019 World Beach Games in Doha, Qatar. Um, so she's not a newbie to 3x3. But we just have not seen a whole lot of her. 
So that just that raises a huge question mark about this United States team. Are they going to be as potent as we saw the undefeated team at the Olympic qualifiers? Well, and you and I both send our uh, best wishes and get well soon to, to Katie Lou because it's, it's heartbreaking. She was vaccinated and still tested positive. So someone in the circle somewhere was was not potentially. And so uh, I, I hate to see it. I mean, again, four days out, and you absolutely hate to see it. Plum and, and Young know each other because of the backcourt partnership they have with Las Vegas and the WNBA. But we talked about this in episode one. 515 to 3x3. Back to 515. Now you're putting someone else in the mix that has not played with this squad since the practice squad for the OQTs. Right. So it's going to be really interesting. I mean, we'll get to our women's picks tomorrow, but I think just about everybody has the U.S. on the podium in one order or the other. This is going to be really interesting because they're going to hop a flight, get to Tokyo, and they've got work to do. Uh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Now, with that said, um, I'm still not counting USA out, but I'll save that, oh, no. that uh, conversation uh, for tomorrow. Um, obviously, uh, big, big, big games on the slate. Um, I mean, there, there's, no, there's no layup on anybody's schedule. Everybody plays everybody. Um, and you know, obviously, you know, the top six advance to the quarterfinals and the bottom two on the outside looking in. I'm looking at the schedule and obviously the first game, this is going to be the historic game, Japan against Russia on the women's side. This will be the historic first ever 3x3 game at, uh, at the Olympics. Um, I'm looking forward to that one simply because of the history involved. I think the matchup is, is you know, it's contrasting styles, size versus speed, but uh, I think just the, just the sheer exhilaration of seeing 3x3 hoop for the first time in the Olympics, that's got to be the first game I'm looking forward to. It's, it's amazing, and we'll get to all those women's games tomorrow during our Women's Olympic preview, but you're right. You got to start with the first, and there are going to be a lot of firsts. You're going to be tired of saying this is the first at NBC <laughs> when you when you start your your broadcast on the 24th. And by the way, once again, well deserved. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Thank you, my so, you know, when you lay the soundtrack down for this historic tournament, the first is going to be mentioned quite a bit. But you're yeah. right. I'm right there with you. And then on the guy side. Latvia and Poland. Oh. Game one on the men's side. And again, just about everybody has them in one order or the other on the podium or fighting for that last bronze podium spot. There is no better way on the men's side, as we look at those games, to kick off this tournament than with Poland and Latvia. That game is going to be Crazy day, B. It's a rematch part four. Poland's own Latvia the previous three times that they met. And, no, and make no mistake, these weren't easy wins for Poland. In, in two of the contests, they were down. At the Olympic qualifiers, they were down 14 to eight. It looked like they were dead in the water, but they dug deep and they really turned up defensively. And for, for whatever reason, this Poland team, has a strategy. They've got the blueprint to beat this Latvian team. They beat them at the 2018 World Cup in the pool phase. 
They beat them at the 2019 World Cup. They beat them at the Olympic qualifiers this year. Um, I don't, I'm a believer. Until Latvia proves me different, I, you know, I think Poland's got an, got an edge in this game. But that, you know, when you start playing on this stage, and obviously we know what Carlos Lazmanis and Norris Miezes bring to the table. Um, yep. I think when they are at their very best, when Latvia is at their very best, they're they're nearly unbeatable. They are tough to beat. But uh, Poland's did a, done a good job keeping them from being their very best by taking some of the things that that Latvia likes away from them. Uh, we'll see if Latvia makes the adjustments. We'll see if they do. But that's a, that's going to be a hell of a game. You know, another great game. Day one, Serbia and the Netherlands. Yes, That's enough. Mar mark it down on your calendar. This is our first look at this newly made uh, Serbian roster. In case you didn't know, that would have been breaking news, I guess, a week ago. But they're rocking with Dusan Bullet and Dejan Maestro, his longtime teammates. And they've added their rivals on the Pro Tour uh, from Lehman, Mihailo Vasic and Alexander Ratkov. They played a little bit together. They did get some action early in April. Um, the squad was put together in 2020 ahead of when the Olympics was actually supposed to go down, 2020. So it's not a huge surprise, I guess, for that for that team. But uh, I'm curious to, to get my first look at this newly made uh, Serbian team and see just how much chemistry they have. And, and, you know, on the opposite side, can Netherlands stay hot? I mean, can, can they stay hot? I know what they did. We saw what they did at the Olympic qualifier. They've had a couple of hiccups uh, since then. They did qualify to the Europe Cup, but they've had a couple of hiccups. And this is a team that is really, really hinged on their shooting ability. But when you live by the two, Dave B, sometimes you die by the two. That's one indeed. of my questions about this Netherlands team and, and also the addition of uh, Ross Beckering. So uh, look, I marked that one down day one too. No, I think that's a great one. The other one I have for day, well, I've got two and, and we've talked about Poland a little bit. We'll see if we can drag some secrets out from one of our guests a little later on in the podcast about that that Poland team. But I've got Belgium-Latvia, too, one to watch on day one. We talked about Latvia, arguably the number one team in the world, number one country in the world on the men's side. Talk about Cinderella. Belgium's been wearing glass slippers now for about a month and a half. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to see, with the reintroduction of Raphael Bogart into that team, because he did not play in the tournaments after they qualified at Debreson. Now he's going to be back into that mix, and I think he's a real key for them. And, and you know my affection for the, the Belgian team. I am allergic to chocolate. True talk. <laughs> but I love oh, Belgium. Really? Oh, yeah, true talk. Allergic <laughs> to chocolate, but I love Belgium. And so we're going to see. I mean, they're going to get tested right off the flip on the 24th with Latvia. I agree. And you know what? This Belgium team reminds me some of the 2017 Latvian team when they first crashed the 3x3 party and they it's beat. A great, I think uh, it's a great comparison. Yeah, and they, and they beat uh, not only Serbia in the semifinals of the Europe Cup, they went on to beat Slovenia um, in the final. These, you know, these are two 3x3 powerhouses, and that's when the buzz really started to really surround um, that this that Latvian team, and I, and I think they have some of the same some of the same characteristics um, in terms of they got good size at all positions. Um, Belgium's got 
a little bit better shooting, I think. Uh, and that's no, that's no knock on my guy Chavars because uh, he is a capable two-point shooter. No, he can but shoot. I think this is, this is going to be a real litmus test for this Belgium team. Um, they haven't ran into Latvia uh, yet in a national competition. So we're going to get a look and we're going to see, you know, they obviously have the ingredients, but it takes more than just having the ingredients to make a, a good dish, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. You've got to have the right chemistry. You've got to put uh, the right amount of Bogarts in with a, a little splash of Tabot Bravut and a little bit of Nick Sellis. You don't want to go too heavy on the theory. <laughs> no, no, that's right. You get, you get what I'm saying, though. So um, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be that's going to be a good one. I think all three games have makings of absolute classics. This is going to be a hell of a tournament. It's going to start with a bang day one. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, let's move to the 26 real quick before we we go into bigger and better things as we get on through the podcast. Uh, 26, Serbia, Latvia, one and two mm. in the world. May, I mean, mm. arguably one and two in the world, right? On the guy side. Yes. Yes. Um, two teams that know each other very, very well, and that's the thing. I know we're, we're going to talk about mystery teams in, in this whole thing when we go through our teams and. You know, Russia now with their roster out and, and all those different things. There's some familiarity between these two because these these cats have been on the tour for a while now. So it's going to be really interesting. And then the last thing I've got on the 26, I know you've got some other games, are the, it's the Cinderella ball. Who crashes? Netherlands, Belgium on the 26th. So those are two that I'm looking forward to as we will move at that point into the quarterfinals, well, right after the few games on the 27th. Yeah, uh, man, those are man, those are two great games. I mean, we could talk about every I, game. Let's be honest. Uh, we really could. We really could. Yeah. You know that Latvia Serbia game is likely. I mean, it has the makings of what could be maybe the, the biggest or best game um, in the pool phase. And who knows? They they might meet each other um, with a medal on the line. They, both teams are really that good. We, we know what they've done uh, on the pro tour. Uh, we've seen these two teams clash in the national competitions. And, you know, frankly, we've seen Latvia kind of overtake Serbia as the top team in recent years. Latvia has been the, the most winningest team uh, in 3x3, uh, particularly on the pro tour in the past two seasons. Um, so I know you can throw records and all that type of stuff out of the window when you get to this stage. But I do think that there is some relevance there because, you know, Latvia has reason to be confident that that they can beat Serbia. They, they aren't necessarily shaking in their boots anymore when they see a Dusan Bullet and a Dejan Majstorovic. So, uh, man, that, that has the makings of a classic. Poland-Serbia is going to be a battle. You remember Poland beat Serbia for the bronze medal at the World Cup in Amsterdam. Uh, those are two tasties. And we got Serbia-Belgium, I believe, also day two. That's right. So I mentioned Latvia being a litmus test. Depending on how Serbia looks, again, it's a you know, kind of newly constructed team. Um, that could be just as big of a test for this Belgium team. But we're going to see what Belgium is made of in the first couple of days. I mean, they are their schedule is top heavy. You know, they're getting the big dogs early. And uh, we're, we're going to see how things kind of flesh out and turn the goals on. But I think those first two days are going to be key for that Belgium team. You know, we've gone through all these games and we would be remiss if we did not mention 
the host country. I mean, I, no fans, which stinks. It stinks for everybody, but it really stinks for Japan because every bit of home court advantage in this Olympics is now out the window. They open up on the 24-2 against, well, it seems like every big game we talk about, it's got Serbia, Latvia, or Poland involved. And it's Poland that gets the very first game against uh, against Japan on the 24th. It's going to be neat just to watch the host country compete on the men and the women's side. And we'll talk more about the women's tomorrow. But just wanted to throw in Japan there, too. I- I'm not sure if they're your dark horse. I know they're not mine. We'll save that for a little later. Well, but... You just gave it away, Dave B. Well, I know. <laughs> I-, I didn't give yours away. I gave mine away. But you know, look. My dark horse on the men's side, I have talked myself in and out of about four different countries. <laughs> so, <laughs> me too. It's, it's that tough. hard, though. I mean, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's that much parity in the competition. And yeah, we'd be, we'd, be, we'd be remiss not to mention Japan. And they got some ballers on their team. They got Ira Brown. He's athletic, great defender. He yep. can play above the rim. He could catch some bodies. Uh, Kaisai uh, Tomanaga, quick, uh, quick guard, young player. Um, Stride in five on five. This is first time representing the national team in 3x3. Uh, they, they got a guy named Ryuto Yasuoka. Um, also fairly new to 3x3. He's a young guy, 23 years old. And of course, they got the old veteran, the worm, Tomoya Ochai. Um, 25 international caps for him. This dude's been playing 3x3. He's a legend. I um, dig the so, worm's game. And they are not to be counted out. I got respect for that, for that Japanese team. They had a good showing uh, last month in, uh, in, in, the, uh, in the Challenger in uh, Romania, I believe. And yeah, I, I, think, that, I think they're there. Uh, so keep an eye on Japan too. We got to show them some love. But we'll get to, uh, we'll get to all predictions later. We, we've talked a little bit about the secret sauce that Poland has for Latvia. And they've got some secrets for a lot of folks. And there's one player that is uh, the main chef in that kitchen. Yeah, and with that said, Dave B, our first ever guest on the Voice on 3X3 podcast is on deck. And it is none other than the money man. Uh, 2019 bronze medalist, Sprinkle Me Baby, Michael Money in the Bank Hicks. What up, Money? What's up, man? Just over here chilling, eating good, chilling good. You know, I got a couple middle names. I got a couple Superman Johnson, Money in the Bank. <laughs> I, left a bunch of them. I could go on for days. I left off all your teams of the other tournaments, your most spectacular player award, just scoring titles. We. We know you earned the, you earned the nickname uh, Money in the Bank. Listen, man, we uh, we're only a, what four days out from the Olympic Games. I mean, I don't know if it's set in with you yet. Olympic Mike, you gonna be playing for a medal with your country across your chest in a matter of days, man. How how are you feeling right now? All right, right now it still really hasn't hit me. You know, I, I do my normal trainings every day. But um, I think it's going to hit me Friday. We go to Warsaw and we have this oath, you know, uh, we uh, congratulate you for Olympics. You say, I guess you say the national anthem, sing the national anthem and they give you uh, whatever this is, like they do the nights and send you on your way. So th- then it's going to hit me when I'm on a plane that we're going to Tokyo. But right now it's still, I'm still normal, I'm not no, no nervous, no 
no nothing. But Friday and Saturday, that's when it probably hit me. Yeah, I know you had a banged up finger at the uh, at the Olympic qualifiers, but you know you played since then. How's the how's the finger doing? How's the health? Uh, in that regard, as, as you head towards the Olympics. Uh, thankful, but uh, everything is good right now. Everything is, is uh, no injuries. No, my fingers uh, went down. Uh, my calves are no hurting anymore. So ain't no excuses. I don't make excuses anyway. Even right. if I was out there, right. Like that. If you, I, I, in my opinion, if you get out there, then it ain't no excuses, so I'll be ready. So, how, how you feeling about the team? Obviously, I mean, you guys were the, were the top squad at the Olympic uh, qualifiers in Graz. I think y'all shocked a lot of people. Uh, then uh, you played really well at the, at the uh, Europe Cup qualifiers, uh, and, and obviously going to be playing in Paris. So, congratulations on that. Stumbled a little bit uh, in your previous two times out. Is that? A wake-up call as you head into the Olympics. Uh, what do you feel like you guys are at as a team? Uh, I don't feel like, I feel like when we was there, we was tired. We was already seven, eight days in Spain, then traveled again six o'clock in the morning, a week in, in, in um, Lithuania. So I just took it as everybody's mind was already ready to be back in Poland to be with their families and stuff. And uh, I feel like that's where the step-ups came. Next time, if we see them, it won't be the same outcome. Yeah, because I'm just saying, some people have different theories when it comes to momentum heading into, you know, the playoffs or the postseason or obviously for, the, for you know, for you, the Olympics. So, you know, sometimes teams need that that splash in the face. It's like, whoa, you know, it's time to get get back locked in. And then you can make preparations, uh, you know, going, going into the Olympics. But, you know. I didn't take it as a slap. Like I said, I took it as I, I was really tired. I was ready to go home five right after Spain. I didn't even want to go to this Lithuania, but I, <laughs> so probably that's it. If your mind is not focused on the game, then that's what happens. All right, well, look, Mike, you know we brought you on because we had to get into some juicy topics. You know, everybody's talking about the Olympics and everybody's, everybody's making their picks. Uh, and you know, on this episode, we're revealing our top four medal contenders and one dark horse uh, for both the men and the women, players to watch and all that too. But I want to bring you in on this conversation and I want to get your opinion unfiltered here. I'm going to let you start. I can say what the, I want to say. Yeah, say what you want to say. <laughs> say yeah. We're going to start on the women's side. Give me your top four medal contenders. Why? And your and your dark horse. All right, let's start off with USA. We know we know what they bring. They bring big country. That's what I call her, aka big country. You remember him? He used to play for the Grizzlies, right? Yep. yep. So they got big country. She's gonna be a problem. Then they got the the other three scores. I really don't remember their names very good. I got Alicia Gray. Um, yes. What, what's the one with the what's one with the goggles? Yeah, that's Alicia Gray. Alicia Gray. Athletic, athletic, yeah. they, got yep. they got two shooters, but I feel like they're stronger than everybody in the big country. Help them a little more. Second, I'm gonna go China because they got uh, the Great Wall of China. <laughs> I, I, how you say her name? How you say her last name? Jiting Zhang. 
the Great Wall of Zhaixin Chain. They got a pretty good team. Third, was a toss of the, I got to go France. France third. Okay. Uh, they just have the experience. Those girls play with each other for about four or five years now. And every tournament, every, every tournament I've seen them in, they win our second. So I, I can't count them out. Four or five, I'm going to have to go with Japan with the little little Mighty Mouse, Yamamoto. Yeah. Yes, and because uh, they have a good nucleus, uh, two fast ones, and they have, um, what's her name? Stephanie Mawuli. Mawuli, there you go. Yeah. Wakanda forever. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well, she she does. She's a defensive player, rebounder, scorer. She's the key key to their team. So that would be my four for the for the women's. Well, and well you got and you got a dark horse. You got a you got a dark horse. All right, that's Mongolia. That's Russia. Uh, and who else did you leave out? I know. I would say Italy would be my dark. Horse. Oh, in Italy, friend, in Italy, my yeah. friend. Yeah, I, I, I would pick Italy. Okay, okay. You think you think? Man, you still got Ray Ray and them down low on the. Well, I said no. That's, that's Italy. Ray Ray, I, I put him in there now. Right. Okay. 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 I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Okay. Now let's flip it over to the fella side. This is the side that you're going to be in direct competition with some of the best players in the world, obviously that you've seen uh, <laughs> over many, many, many years. You're amongst them. You're yeah. amongst the best players in the world. Now, you've evaluated all these players. You know their strengths. You know these teams' weaknesses. Now, you tell me what your top four teams look like on the men's side. All right. Uh, Serbia, because, okay, they still have Dusan. They still have Maestro. You know, um, I felt like they was going to pick Savage because he plays really good defense. He's a good passer. He's a good shooter. Especially, he plays good defense on me. So I, I feel like, like they was going to take him. But for some reason, uh, I don't know. It ain't my business to get into all that politics stuff. But um, they took uh, Rod Kofin. Uh, what's this? And Mihailo Vasic. And Mihailo Vasic, yes. So they got two bruisers and two scores. So I would put them in the top four. Of course, my team, because anybody who's a competitor is not going to say, oh, we're not, and we're not going to win this. So, of course, my team, Team Poland. That's, of course. All right. So then I would go Latvia. You no. Know, the lot of Batman and Robin, that's what you call them. Uh, they 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 they're pretty good, you know. They have a, a lot of experience. They've been playing pretty well, and when they playing at their best, it's hard to beat them, you know. So I would have to say Latvia. The fourth one, I would have to say I, it's a top. All right, the fourth and the fifth is a toss up between Netherlands and Belgium. Uh, I'm gonna put them. I'm gonna put them on the same. Or they, they they the same. You know, they good good teams, good shooters. Uh, the, the Netherlands shocked me with uh, uh, taking, um, I don't know, I, I played against him in the, the, I don't know his name, but uh, the, they didn't take Jarlin. I thought they was going to take the same team they won with in Grush, but they didn't. They exchanged Jarlin for um, Ross Beckering. Ross Beckering. Mm -hmm. 
And I feel like Jaren gave them that he was, for me, like a glue guy, like a fighter, a rebounder. He can switch on all the picks. It ain't no mismatches. He can shoot a little bit, get re uh, fight on the rebounds. But, you know, they, they chose another way. So that's them. But I would still put them fourth and fifth. I, I wouldn't say exact order on them, but um, I would say fourth and fifth. They, they at the same level. Yeah, okay. Mike, the interesting, yeah, the interesting part about what you just said and who you picked was you guys open with Latvia, then you get home country Japan, and then you get Serbia. Your first three games, I mean, the top of your schedule in Tokyo is heavy. That's why, okay, I agree with you that it's heavy, but this is that's why I love the way that the three-on-three the three three did the schedule is you play everybody one time, right? So... Lord forbid, I don't think we're going to go 0 and 3. But if you if, if something catastrophic happened, and we went 0 and 3, then you would still have four more games to win and still be in the top six. Yes, because the last two go out and the first two go up. So you can lose two games in a row, win three games in a row, and you're still in the quarterfinals. So I think that's uh, perfect how they did this. Mike, you you, you mentioned Serbia. First team that you named when we were talking about the top four. But let me ask you, when you look at the body of work in the previous, say, two years, they've been surpassed by several teams. Is is anybody afraid of Serbia anymore? I think everybody respects them. And, uh, you know, you must play good to beat them. But uh, I don't think everybody, people are afraid of them no more. They don't have this... Um, like two years ago, I guess three years ago, this invisibility about their team, you know, I mean, they, 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 nobody could beat them. In my opinion, they were like whooping everybody ass. But uh, uh, now I think uh, the three on three has evolved and uh, everybody's, you know, getting better and better and um, competing. So I feel like nobody's scared of them anymore. Definitely not Poland. You know, we played them twice in the national team competition. Both games was one point, two points. So we know when we play them, it's going to be a dog fight. It's not going to be easy, but it won't be for easy for them as well. Dushan Bullet, he's the centerpiece of that team. He's Mr. Bulletproof, long for a very long time, number one player in the world. I know, uh, you know, that's no longer the case, but, you know, a lot of people consider him to be the GOAT, but we haven't seen a whole lot from him recently. Obviously, making his decision to uh, to to you know play in in Ice Cube's league, but you know what what when you evaluate Dushan and what you've seen from him. First of all, Ice Cube call me, man. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We need to keep our stars. No, nah, forget <laughs> that. No, nah, uh, -uh we ain't doing that. Yeah, the big three. No, nah, forget about that. It's three x three. Exactly. No, but, but tell me, when you evaluate Dushan now, um, where is he? How dangerous is he? Um, uh, he's still, even though maybe he went down a little from he was two, three years ago or two years ago, whatever, he's still dangerous. And um, like you said, you got to respect the, uh, the body of work he's did. You know, for me, he's a legend. For me, he's the reason who, that's who I want to play. When I want to play, I want to play the best. I don't want to go and, and to prove I'm the best. 
you have to beat the best. So I don't want to go out. I, I want the best at their best. So and I, that's what it is. I know. Yeah, and Mike, we've we've we're seeing the best of three x three right now. I mean, it's crazy. We we talked about it in episode one. It's been you know this journey to get to where we are with the game, and now, of course, the Olympics, an unbelievable honor and an unbelievable platform for the sport to be displayed on worldwide. How has the game changed three x three from talent to environment? How has it changed in the time that you've been a part? of the sport wow okay i started in 2015 and the the talent now is not even close to what it was like before you would go to a masters and there would be you know three or four teams that you have to beat now or no i'm sorry excuse me you would go to a challenger and it would be like three or four teams that you have to beat only you know it'd be four to good teams eight tier two or two tier three teams now when you go to challengers it's nine teams that you must you must be ready to fight every game uh like the level of competition has went up so much i don't know if it's because uh they started to announce that 303 is going to the olympics or uh, whatever it is, or the amount of money that went up in the world tours that they give now and the challengers but now I see five on more five on five players are coming to three on three, uh, and seeing how it's evolving, seeing how fun it is for me, it's way more fun than five on five. For me, five on five is a bunch of standing around, and uh, so I feel like from 2015, it's unbelievable, and and it's very good for the game. That's why everybody likes to like it. That's why everybody likes to watch it. Of course, they like to hear my man. Kyle, sprinkle me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all very good. <laughs> Money, what are you looking forward to most when you think ahead to uh, the Olympics? Is it, is it the opening ceremony? Is it the first time you step on that Olympic floor, you put on that Olympic jersey? When you think ahead, what, what do you think the moment will be for you? I mean, all that is good. But um, I mean, all that is, you know, God blessings of uh, the ceremony and, you know, the flight there and uh, the crying at the oath on Friday or whatever. But for me, the most important is to be able to stand on the podium and put my hand up and for somebody to put a gold medal, silver medal, a medal around my neck, that would be the, the finishing. Uh, you know, you know, like like I said, the ceremony, yes, you know, it's good, but it's nothing like you stand on this podium and you wanted to one of the best teams in the world. You know, it, it would be good if you did uh, medal in this way because then I could tell people that I could beat an Olympic medalist one on one. I wanted to hey. give him a bucket. Do I have okay. to show everybody the video? Do I have to show the video for 2019? What video? I still got it. There's no video that exists. I still got it. I thought okay, you were I talking about 2K. It. I didn't know you were talking about, like, for real, for no, real. One on one. Oh, yeah. I'm, listen, listen, I'm a competitor, too. And money, I'm like money. I see the best, and I say, okay, I bet I can check him. 
and you have to say like this. You ain't no you ain't no competitor we, if you don't say this. We had a nice we had a nice well we had a nice battle, but he was soaking. Was no nice battle. Yeah, yeah. Score like he was one. he was soaking wet with yeah, sweat. Yeah, yeah. No shot. This is the truth. I'm giving I'm you some. And he's posting me up, but he's just slipping off of my forearm every time. Yeah, I know. Like a heel. I couldn't. I couldn't get a grip on it. So he he got a couple bucks on me that way. But as soon as I heal, money, money. It's on. It's on. Hey man. One more, one more thing for the Olympics, if if I can, we can squeeze this in real quick. It, it happens. You see it a lot in basketball, where, like you, you were born in one country and then naturalized in another one, and now you're wearing those colors in, in Tokyo. Is it different for you? I mean, I being born in the states and now being a naturalized citizen in in Poland, playing under the Polish flag after moving there, and and you know the, during your five on five career, is it different for you? No, um, actually, I transitioned. Transitions pretty good, yeah. I feel like a Polish citizen. Even when I uh, sometimes when I fly to America, I'm like, uh, I'm ready to go back. The only reason I would go is to visit my cousins a few days. But then after those few days, all this bad food and all this unhealthy stuff, I'm ready to get back to Poland. Yeah, it's just for me. Uh, it's, for me, it's, I feel more comfortable, more safer, and. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, for me, it's better. You know, everybody's different. Some people say, "Oh, why you don't live in America? Why you don't live in USA?" But uh, I made the right decision. Does it mean more to you, though, to to represent Poland? I mean, I, I sometimes yes, yes. guys have guys have something to prove because I went from where I was born to this is my new country. Does it mean more to you to represent Poland in Tokyo? Okay, it, it means more to to represent. Uh, Poland and Tokyo for all the people here who support me you know uh, for my teammates you know um, so uh, I I would have to say it would be more important to me for the winners for the country and money I know you're gonna be playing in the spirit of, of moms too uh, out there bro sure. so, uh, I'm wishing you the best of luck man uh, I can't wait to see you guys play I'm anxious to see if we see Poland standing on the podium with this all said and done. Michael Money in the Bank Hicks on the Voice on 3X3 podcast. First guest. We appreciate you, bro. Probably. What's not to love about Mike Hicks? Nothing. Huh? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> no, nothing. You want Money an opinion? Hey, is the sky blue? Yeah, it's blue. <laughs> you want, you want an opinion? Be. You know, whatever you want. Mike Hicks is like you know he's dishing that stuff. He's like the Candyman. I yet another nickname we could give him, I guess. Um, yeah, the Candyman. Because well, yeah, don't say it. Don't say it more than. Don't say it three twice. times. Don't <laughs> say it. But I mean, he's dishing out everything on the court and off the court, and we really appreciate his time. It was late his time there. We appreciate him staying up with us and uh, and uh, you know joining the podcast. That was absolutely amazing. So interview number one. Yeah, yeah. Interview number one in the books. Another one to come today. Another one to come tomorrow. It's what you can expect from us. And you can find it everywhere that you listen to podcasts, whether it's Amazon Music, whether it's TuneIn, whether it's Stitcher, whether it's Spotify. It does not matter. We are all over the place. And all you've got to do is search for The Voice on 3x3 
and there you'll be. Subscribe, download, listen, give some love. That would be cool. We we are yeah. very very appreciative and and love the three x three universe. And that universe includes fans, not just yes. players, not just uh, the people at the top. We love yeah. everybody that loves three x three like we do. And so you can find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media. Yes, and um, yeah, we look. We need y'all. We need y'all support. We're getting this thing off the ground, and um, you know, obviously, I'm going to be giving you previews and different bits of information on my personal social media pages. That's what we're using uh, for the time being. We will have a uh, official the Voice on Three X Three podcast uh, social media account, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, coming up soon. But for now, you can follow me at Three X Three The Voice. That's on IG. Um, Kyle, the Voice of Three X Three Montgomery, on Facebook. And on Twitter, the underscore real Kyle M. Y'all check me out. Uh, again, updates, uh, not only on the pod, but just uh, all sorts of 3X3 stuff. Um, as we uh, obviously head into the Olympics, it's going to be busy. You know, I, I'll admit it, Dave B. I am not the most, I haven't been the most active on social media. I got two kids that keep me very busy. But I will be putting a whole lot more stuff out. Y'all can hold me to it. I have a dog that likes to tweet, so I'm good. <laughs> you good. You good in the hood. Uh, you know what else is good? Uh, four teams that stand above the rest uh, on the men's side. This is, you know, we heard we heard Money's predictions, okay? And uh, listening to him, I, I just, man, I couldn't wait to get mine out. Um, should I just go ahead and get it started, man? I, Let's I'm go. chomping at the bit. I'm chomping Let's at the go. bit. All right. I'm not here to hold right. you back. Let's go. All right. I'm going to start this thing off, and I'm going to start it off with Latvia. That's an obvious It's an obvious pick. And I'm, let me say this. I'm not going to name the teams in any particular order, okay? Um, but, um, yeah, I've been because I, I obviously don't, I don't have a pick for gold right now. It's I'm still kind of sifting through it. But I'm going to, I'm going to put Latvia in that top four uh, right off bat. You know, th- that guard combo they have with uh, Norris Niezis and Carlos Lazmanis, uh, th- they're arguably the best duo in the game. And as I mentioned, when they're playing at their best, uh, I think they can beat anybody. They've been the most successful team in 3X field over the past couple of years. They had some hiccups. They haven't looked quite themselves here in uh, in 2021. But I think that the that's going to be put in the rear view. This is the Olympics. We're going to see the best Latvian team possible. And um, we talk a lot about the two stars, and deservedly so. They are dynamic. These are two dudes that can create their own shot. Miezis' crossover is impossible to defend. If he's shooting the ball well and Carlos is shooting the ball well, it's going to be a long day. But not only that, Edgar's Krumans is a key piece on this Latvian team. We cannot sleep on Edgar's Krumans. He is a knockdown shooter, a sniper. He extends the floor for this team. I've seen Edgar's Krumen single-handedly win games for Latvia before when their two superheroes weren't quite, you know, connecting. And then Chavars, you know, he's he's going to do the dirty work on the inside. He's he's as strong as they come. He's going to be cleaning the glass. He's a great defender, great leader. Uh, obviously, shout out to him again. He's going to be the flag bearer for his country. Uh, outstanding honor for him. Um, so. Latvia is at four. All right. The next team, I got to go with Poland. Um, 
Poland who has owned Latvia. I mean, let's just keep it real. They have had Latvia's number. And until proven different, um, you know, I've got to have Poland just slightly in front of them. Money in the bank has changed as a player too. And I think it's it's worked to their benefit as a team. You know, you heard him say, he went from a guy who wanted to shoot every shot. Uh, he went from a, this is these are his words, a selfish player in 2015 to now a leader on this team to where he realizes that his offense is gonna come. He doesn't have to force it. He's relying more on his teammates. Uh, Zebo has, I mean, how good has he been? I mean, he was a star of the Olympic qualifiers for that for that Poland team. Yep. I think if Z, if Zebo can continue to give them points and score at the rate that he's been scoring at, playing with confidence, he's going to be the key to Poland's success. Money's going to do what money does. You got Pablo on the boards. He's a great mid-range shooter. He can get it done. Shimon uh, Redu is. He's sort of like the glue guy, quiet player on this team, but he's a great perimeter defender, strong rebounder as well. And when given the opportunity, he can knock down shots, especially from the corner. Uh, Poland's got everything, everything it takes to potentially be standing on the podium when it's all said and done. And I think they play with a chip on their shoulder too, Day B. I think that they I want to prove to the rest of the field that they are among the elite. I think people have been reluctant to consider Poland as a, as an elite squad with the Latvias and with the Serbias and uh, but but they've done nothing but continue to prove themselves amongst the best they beat Serbia last year at the World Cup they beat Latvia the previous three times so uh, I think Poland is serious business all right I'm gonna keep it moving uh, next squad of my top four medal contenders um, I gotta go with Serbia I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's almost a no-brainer. They've been, they have been the most dominant country in 3x3 for the better part of a decade. I know, I know, I know that they have a newly constructed squad. I get it. This isn't the Serbian team that we've seen dominate for years, but they have that pedigree. They've got a winning mentality that starts with Dushan Bullet. Forget about the rankings. He's not the number one ranked player in the world. I think he's number five now, but that doesn't matter. He's a game changer. He's the guy that's going to make the plays in the key moments, um, he, as he always had. He's going to lead this team. I think he's going to be dynamic. I think them adding Ratkov to the roster is going to make Dushan's life a lot easier. Rakov is known as maybe the best screener in 3x3. Uh, I don't know what he's doing to, to, uh, to make himself such a, a good screener, but um, everybody I talked to in 3x3 says, man, Alexander Rakov, that, have you seen the way that dude operates in the pick and roll? I mean, he does just an outstanding job of creating angles for the passer. He's wiry, but he's got a strong upper body. He's going he's gonna to do great things, I think, for the Serbian team. And they got a monster down low, the Manimal. Mihailo Vasic ain't no joke. He's experienced. He's a beast. Um, I mean, he on the interior, he's been one of the most dominant players on the Pro Tour uh, for the past four to five years. So on paper, they're loaded still. The chemistry is the question um, uh, when you look at Serbia. And last but not least, 
You know I'm mm. hot on this. You know I'm hot on this thing. You know I'm hot. On, you could say I'm sweet on this thing. Come on, Belgium. Come on. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta put Belgium in the mix with the top four. They are ideal when it comes to a three X three team. They average about six foot five. They got enough size to contend with the bigger guards. Even with bigs, they can defend. You got Bogarts down low. He can hold his own. They can also move laterally. They got great dexterity for their size, so they can defend the smaller guards on the perimeter. They they got shooters like Fortnite. They one through four. Everybody is a gun. I think Tabot uh, Vervoot is the best shooter of the of the group. But we saw Bogarts heroics, couple of game winners in both uh, OQTs. Big one over Slovenia. Big one over uh, Mongolia. He's the real deal. Nick Sellis uh, plays downhill. He gets to the rim at will. He's also a capable shooter. Theory Marion, he does it all. He's mid-range. If you need him to knock down a two, he can knock it down. He's a great defender. He can rebound. So they have very few weaknesses. They can switch on defense without being exposed. Um, the biggest question with Belgium was honestly going to be their experience, but it hasn't been a problem for them so far. <laughs> I mean, they... They, they very well could have potentially qualified in, in Graz. They end up losing out on a three-way tiebreaker um, that didn't allow them to play on that, that final day, but they made up for it by playing outstanding and hungry. So I think, I think they are right there in the mix. They are the real deal. Now I know there's some fans of Japan. There's some, there's some fans of China. There's some fans of Russia who are saying, the voice, what you talking about? You ain't even brought us up yet. Some fans with the Netherlands that are saying, what? what? Look, I, I got respect for all those teams. Um, Russia's fielding a, a young team, the U23 team. Uh, I don't know if they have enough experience, uh, honestly. They're going to have to shock me. They got to shock me. Japan, I don't know if they have the firepower. Uh, you know, that's a question still to be answered as well. But this is the reason why I didn't put them didn't put them in. But the team that I am going to put in for my dark horse, all right, the, you got my four favorites. My dark horse has got to be them Orange Lions. And they could have very easily been in the top four for me. But I, they made a roster change. They added Ross Beckering. Um, he is dynamic. He's got great size. Um, he's always active. But again, chemistry, I think, could be an issue. They had uh, Julian Jarring uh, on the Olympic qualifying team. Um, he was outstanding for that for that squad. Shout out to him. He's still traveling to Tokyo. Um, but I worry about the Netherlands only because of this. They're a great defensive team and they shoot the lights out. But when you live by the two, you die by the two. We saw a glimpse of it at the OQTs, uh, the first couple of pool play games. Looked like they were gonna be eliminated. They were not shooting well. They caught fire, and you saw them run through the rest of the competition. So their success is gonna be hinged upon just how well they shoot the ball, and that is, that's a volatile stock. That's a dangerous proposition if you're putting all your eggs in that basket. But I think they're in the mix. I'm gonna put them in there as, as my dark horse at five. All right. That's it from me. <laughs> that's, that was, that's plenty enough because my four are your four. 
So okay. pretty simple. Let, I'll, I'll run that too. Latvia, Serbia, Poland, Belgium. So your four are my four. The difference in the two of us is the dark horse, and I'm going to go China. And I, I know it is an eyebrow raiser. I don't mean it to be that way. I'm not shock jock kind of guy. That's not <laughs> what I do. But I love 6'5", 6'5", 6'10". I love everybody is 25 years or younger. We'll see how the big stage plays in their game. I like the fact that young legs in what could be a 10-game, five-day tournament is going to be essential for whoever gets through. So China's already in. But I'm, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with China. I, I think um, fundamentally solid squad. Still things to learn. Absolutely. Yeah. And they got some. And they got some experience too. Um, I really think that uh, Hao Nan Lee has a chance to really elevate Great. his game. You know, I saw him at the at the World Cup in, in 2019. Um, he averaged about four points per game. Uh, I, I I didn't think he played quite up to his potential uh, based off of what I'd seen from him in youth competition. But he's not a bad number one option. They got Peng Yan as well on that team. Um, you mentioned the youth, which depends on what school what uh, school you subscribe to in terms of what you think youth you know, works against you or if, it, or if it works for you. But, uh, you know, obviously I didn't pick him as one of my dark horses, but I, I like the pick. I like the pick. I'm going to keep a closer eye on China just because, you know, Dave's got a, he's got a nose for these type of things. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. A nose for it or not, but what I will say is it's called dark horse for a reason. I don't have him on the podium and I don't have him on my top four, but it's a team that, one, could make some noise. The Chinese could also make things really miserable for those trying to get to the quarters if they're not there themselves. So just because of what we've talked about, size, fundamentals, typically they don't beat themselves. Typically what beats them is a bad shooting day. Yeah. That could beat anybody, so it doesn't matter. There's there's eight teams here that a bad shooting day could you know sink some hopes. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, but I'm with you. Serbia, Poland, Latvia, Belgium. No particular order, and then uh, yeah, I've got I've got China as my uh, as my dark horse. So look, we joked about it in episode one. How I'm just glad it's here. I don't care if it was last month or ten years for, ten years ago. I'm really glad the Olympics is here. And you know, I all the bad the, the news we've talked about with COVID. You know, we talked about bad shooting days and youth will it be served. COVID is an X factor. Unfortunately, it is an yes. ugly player. It is something that we hoped by this time, after pushing the Olympics back a year, would not be in the conversation. But as we talk about all these players and all these teams, I know there's a bubble in Tokyo and there's all the different precautions that are being taken. They're tested daily for COVID. Uh, COVID is already wreaking havoc on USA men's 515 team, as Zach Levine now in protocols yeah. we talked about katie lou at the beginning for usa women 3x3 um south african has lost south africa has lost two athletes that were already in tokyo to uh, positive COVID test so look none of that play has anything to do with what's on the floor but it could be a factor unfortunately come four days from now i hate yeah, it I, I hate it too i hate keeping, it keeping fingers crossed but you know at the end of the day 
um, safety is the top priority, um, protecting people and their health and, and protecting the athletes. And, you know, it, it is unfortunate, but the games are going on. They will be played and they will be played as safely as possible. The games are going to go on and there is a player that no matter the tournament, if his name is on a roster and they're playing, everybody stops what they're doing and watches. And he's our next guest. Yeah, Davey. And we don't want to keep this dude waiting. He's uh, he's fairly important. He is known as the bad, the GOAT of 3X3, former longtime number one player in the world. He's a four-time world champion. He's a four-time world tour winner. He has got over 20 MVPs on the pro circuit. It is none other than Sean Bullet. And I'd be remiss not to mention this. He was drafted number three uh, recently in the big three draft. And uh, first of all, congratulations for that, Dushan. And congrats on the Olympics as well, my man. We're just days away. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And, you know, I'm, I'm equally uh, happy to see you headed to the Olympics as well representing Serbia and you know here we are we're days away from that so I, that's that's the very first thing I gotta I gotta get to man here, here we are and you know I've been fortunate to witness you know some of your journey and and getting to the stage and I even came in late because I know you've been you know 3x3 has been a part of, of your life since you were very very young um, but to come in and see see your journey and see the bar that you set you know as an individual player as you set uh, with your teams on the pro tour and the national competitions. Um, and now I know what this means for you. Um, but it, for, that's from my perspective. As you approach the Olympics, how are you feeling? And, and obviously, what does this mean for you? Oh, um, first of all, you know, uh, when, when we talk about the Olympic, I think it's just dream of every professional athlete just to be there. And uh, for me, it was never in the back of my mind. You know, I, we, we never started doing this uh, sport because it was Olympic or something like that. Or, you know, we just, you know, uh, follow our passion and love for the sport. And when opportunity, you know, rise, we grab it. And I'm really proud that, you know, we started 10 years ago and nobody, you know, uh, thought that we're going to make it till the Olympic. And in the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm the only person that that was there for the first official event in FIBA and now Olympic, Olympic Games. So for me, you know, it's uh, just, you know, uh, fully emotional you know and in full circle and, and 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 like i said it's like a crown of the of the our generation you know the players of my generation you know to be part of olympic games you know it's uh, just tremendous success just being part of that yeah here you are man you you've arrived but i know that it looks a little bit different than than maybe you expected you know the team uh, that you guys are going to feel, uh, you know, with joining uh, forces with guys I've seen you battle with, you know, on the world tour with Mihailo Vasic and Alexander Ratkov, you know, two really, really, really good players uh, in their own regard. And of course, uh, Dayan Maestrovic, your longtime uh, partner in crime. Um, that combination, um, 
how do you, is, is it something where you're going to have to develop chemistry? I know that you know each other and you played together for many years. Is it something where you have to develop chemistry and how do you go from having flat out dog fights with these dudes to now, you know, playing for your country here at the Olympics? Yeah, uh, like I said, you know, it was awkward, but it was awkward in a, in a, in a previous years when we started, you know, practicing with that but you know till then you know we we have a higher goal than ourselves you know it's representing uh, the country representing country olympic games and uh, you know trying to, to take that medal uh, so you know it, it quickly we quickly became friends and and, and, and really good teammates uh, all three of them you know are you know really great professionals in what they do and all they, everybody, I think, put the ego on the side, and and, and and they know we know what we need to do to to be a successful team. We didn't have much time, um, but you know, uh, first time we're going uh, as a, as a team as a team that uh, have selected players, but all players, you know, have a really high basketball IQ and 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 ready to fight. And you know, really good players, and I hope that we um, we're gonna shine in a, in a you know biggest uh, tournament in our in our lives. The interesting part of this is we, we saw the names come out, and we were like, "Ooh, raise some eyebrows with some of the the guys that you're going to be paired up with." But nobody has seen you guys. It's like you've been stashed away in some secret lab in in Serbia somewhere. All the other teams, for the most part, that are in this tournament have played, whether it's been in France or in Israel or wherever else, they've all been playing. You got, What have you guys been doing? Because everybody is very curious what you've been doing and how you're going to play when you step on the floor for the first time in Tokyo. Uh, we've been playing in this uh, roster till uh, 2020, you know, when we first started preparing for the Olympic Games, uh, you know, where, 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 when were they originally planned? Uh, because uh, Marko Savic was injured. We played a couple events in 2020. And then we have um, event in the beginning of April this year that we play in the same roster and uh, we won every uh, every tournament we play in this roster. After that, we play a couple of national team events in a, in a different rosters, you know, uh, I think that um, that uh, federation wanted to give a fair chance to everybody, you know, to to show what they got, and I think uh, everybody showed that uh, all eight players that were on the list was show that they're great players, and and, and everybody deserved the the spot in the team. But you know, it was difficult choice for. Um, for uh, our, you know, main coach, and you know, he chose these four guys. But uh, we we play a couple events together, and uh, since April, I think you know, maybe a couple of weeks off. We have a couple of weeks off, but every day we are practicing. We have uh, enormous luck that we are living. Everybody's living in Novi Sad, you know, in five blocks, you know, difference. So you know, it's easy to uh, schedule the practice and everybody, you know, because um, I think we are on the same page, you know, we, we know what the, what it means to represent the country in the uh, biggest sport event in the world and, you know, uh, 
everybody's working, you know, toward that goal, you know, with uh, with the same vibration. And I think uh, if if we do what we need to do on the court, then we do, we will not have any any, any kind of problems. Dushan, it looks like y'all kind of been sitting there from the captain's chair. You know, y'all you got to sit back and watch, you know, everything transpiring, Graz. You know, I know that you guys have been active, but you've been getting a chance to survey teams and you've seen teams like Latvia kind of ascend. You see what Poland has become. You see this young collection of Belgium um, players. On this whole podcast, we were what we do is we're picking our top four medal contenders. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Give me four women's teams, your top four that you think will contend for a medal, and then maybe a dark horse. Who you got? Uh, USA, France, for sure. I think, um, you know, best two, two women team on uh, on the Olympic Games, uh, from my perspective. Uh, also, Italy has, uh, has uh, you know, uh, I was experienced of winning the tournament and they all they've been world champions in 2019 and I like Japan team you know home team you know they're fast they're shooting so you know I will, I will give the advantage for for Japan okay all right you got a dark horse remember China won gold at the World Cup 2019 they got, yeah, got about China totally even even my, my coach is working with the Chinese national team <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they are really good, really good. Yeah, but because they didn't play any wins, I, that's why I, I forgot about them. Right. But you know, they are in a lab preparing for the for the Olympic Games. You know, uh, they're working with uh, with my long um, long year. My it was my coach, and uh, this year he went to China to to help women uh, to three team team to prepare for the Olympic Games, and they are you know really really good. Okay. Thank you for uh, reminding me that. <laughs> now, four teams outside of yourselves, of course, on the men's side that, that you've seen that, uh, and you see some some of their strengths that are really shown here recently. Um, it's tough to choose because uh, you have obviously Letonia, who is uh, you know the number one team in a prime right now. Um, currently, World Two champions. You know, maybe they didn't find the, the perfect form this year, but you know, uh, they are in a in a in a in a good position. You know, good years. Uh, they have a enormous, um, um, how you say, encouragement. You know, they are in a prime years, and they have um, they they're tough to beat. You know. Um, Holland or Team Amsterdam also, you know, they are, they are, you know, they're going up this year. Uh, it's really tough to play against them. Uh, they are, you know, working hard toward, uh, towards, you know, one of the one of the medals. Also, I can say the Belgium team, you know, they surprise everybody with uh, uh, with this year, you know, performances. You know, they win two or three wins, I think, uh, qualification. In Hungary and also the um, uh, two uh, challengers and the last challenger they lost in the semifinals, but they're 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 really good team. Poland with uh, with Mike Hicks, you never know what you got. You know this guy, you know he can grab the ball and then beat you 
by himself, you know, like uh, like he did to us in 2019 for the bronze medal game in, in the World Cup, you know. So, you know, I will give this um, four teams uh, advantage with uh, with us and also I need to mention the Russia, but I don't know exactly with which also they they're gonna have uh, but you know they are preparing they, they 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 were they are playing and you know they will they will be prepared 100 but i think you know no team will will come there you know just to play and then go home with empty hands um it will be tough tough tournament for sure you know we, we you need to play every every team some teams twice and then and, and it will be it will be a really difficult tournament man i know what the perception of playing serbia has been um in my years covering 3x3 and you know you have been the team that people you know they fear you know a lot of teams say you know you are the bar recently teams have looked at you more as a team that they see has vulnerability what do you say to teams that say maybe they aren't the Serbia of old? I mean, we we cannot run from the from the truth. You know, uh, I think um, also Team Novi Sad and and, and, and the ex team of uh, Serbia national team we are aging, and we have uh, our you know. Um, disadvantages but you know uh, if somebody know how to win the games if somebody know how to act when the pressure is high it's 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 in Serbia you know and 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 and, and this uh, this team particularly you know they are everybody is you know uh, they have dog mentality and you know if we have some kind of disadvantages we're gonna we're gonna try to hide them, but if, if we show them, we're gonna, you know, uh, we're gonna fight till the bone. And, you know, I think that's uh, our main advantage in this tournament. Fighting to the bone, man. That's yeah. one thing I can attest to say I see from you. It's, it's we call it where I'm from, it's like people that have that dog in them. And these people typically become winners because they, they will themselves to the next level. Um, you know, I've seen that from you. Uh, even at how old are you now? Thirty what? I'm thirty five right now. Almost, <laughs> almost, almost thirty six. Okay. Somebody, somebody told me I'm I'm closer to fifty than uh, than ever I, I was uh, closer to twenty. But you know, <laughs> that's that's just a number. You know, I, I'm I'm still feeling you know good. Uh, you know, I wake up in the morning, nothing hurts me. You know, I, I can practice. Every day, you know, I'm 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 hitting the court every day, perfecting, you know, uh, my technique, uh, you know, perfecting my craft, and you know, I'm I'm feeling really, I'm feeling fine, you know, my my uh, physically, you know, my body is physically alright, you know, I'm mentally also hungry for more, and you know, you know, I'm I'm, I'm glad that you know I have this kind of. Uh, not age, but you know, experience that I have, and 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 my body is is, is doing all right. So I don't know, I don't have any kind of problem with uh, being 35 or 36. Dushan, you talked about some of the teams that you are looking forward to competing against in Tokyo. When you look at your schedule at the beginning, um, you open up with China, and then three of those teams you talked about: Netherlands, Poland, Belgium. 
are your next three after that. Then you get the host country, Japan, a match everybody's looking forward to with Latvia, and then the unknown with, with the Russian Olympic Committee that last time out. No breathers for anybody in this tournament and no breathers for you guys. No, it's going to be tough for sure. Uh, thank you for the schedule. But, you know, the only thing that I look is uh, first day, it's China and, and, and Holland. And, you know, that's that's my mentality, you know, uh, game after game, day after day. You know, when we uh, play this first day, first two games, then I'm going to think about um, what's next, you know, and, you know, to see how far we can go. And But if we do the, the job as we know how to do i think we can uh, we can go you know as fast as as as, as we can and, and and i think that's uh that's a gold medal yeah that's a savvy pro answer so i appreciate that <laughs> so so here i'm going to give you one that's going to be a little more difficult and you're going to have to dig for and that is this is essentially your swan song in 3x3 this tournament is going to be your swan song before you move in to play with the older guys like Katino Mobley with in the in the big three, that'll make you feel a lot younger playing with Katino Mobley. But what does this mean for you? I mean, aside from wearing your colors and the opening ceremonies and the inaugural um, time that 3x3 will be in Olympic sport, for you, this is how you're kind of going to write the last uh, paragraph of your 3x3 story. Hopefully not be going to last. <laughs> but you know it will it will be crown of like i said the crown of uh one generation for sure and you know it's no bigger pride in that you know it's uh, just you know it's really hard to explain with the words you know it's just the biggest thing that uh, every professional athlete you know can uh, can live and and can see and feel Especially in Serbia, you know, we, we, we grew up idolizing the, the, the professional athletes and, and watching the watching them on Olympic Games, you know, uh, representing uh, our country. And, you know, since I was, you know, very young, young kid, you know, I was, you know, uh, wanted to be there and wanted to be one of them. And now it's like dream come true. And, you know, it's just simple as that, you know, it's uh, no, no biggest honor and no biggest reward uh, for me and, and probably a lot of other people, you know, just being there and, and, and in, in a Serbia jersey in Olympic Games. Listen, man, you shocked the world when we saw you get drafted by the big three. And, you know, some it broke the hearts of some 3X3 fans because they don't know, you know, if we're going to see you, um, you know, again. Um, what went into the decision? I know that you are always a person that's looking to take that next biggest challenge. You play with, you, you, you know, you play with that chip. And is this something that you wanted to, uh, you know, one of your goals, something you wanted to prove that you could, uh, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What, what went into the decision? Uh, it's no secret that, you know, I'm always seeking for, uh, for uh, new challenges uh, in my life. So, um, uh, the thing happened that um, our team always had, you know, um, break uh, because, you know, this pandemic, I think, uh, hit uh, our sport really, you know, hard. And, you know, we all went a different direction. Uh, but, you know, um, uh, 
Uh, I also got the call for, from uh, Catino and, and Nancy. And, you know, first time when Nancy called me, the coach of, of Team Power, we talked like an hour and a half and two hours. You know, we, we just, you know, have an immediate connection. We talk about basketball. And the first time in my life, you know, I was uh, talking with... Uh, with the coach that, uh, you know, it's really, really and a lot smarter than any other coach that I have in my life. So, you know, uh, I just, you know, wanted to be part of, of, of her team and then just see how, uh, you know, we didn't meet in person, but we have a connection through emails and, and, and messages and, 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 and her players personnel and, and, and uh, scouting reports are off the charts you know and, and for me that was um, that was the you know the first thing you know I, I just wanted to learn more uh, also when I when I talk with the Catino you know he's incredibly smooth and a guy who is great leader and I just want, I think I can learn from him still in this age. I can learn from him a lot. And we talk about, you know, um, I think that the biggest thing that, um, you know, attack me to them is their mentality and because they, they really want to win, you know, and they really want to be champions. And I think I can contribute that there with, with also with my mentality and, you know, uh, that was the motivation behind everything, you know, just to try to see if I can be undisputed champion in in, in, in different promoters and in, in this game, you know, I can, you know, uh, also you know, go in a different level and, 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 and show myself, you know, not to anybody else, but to show myself that, you know, I can be undisputed champion in, in this sport. So, bro, you, you achieved every feat. Four world tour titles, four world championships, uh, countless world tour MVPs, two two time World Cup MVP. So I, I mean, I think I think everybody saw it coming, I, and I think I want you to know that you know we are we're happy for you, man, and we're we're really thankful that you were the face of of this game for you know as long as you were, man. You've given us some some. Classics, man. I'm not going, I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> so okay, when, oh, good. But you know, in the last year, in the last previous years, you know, just putting me in retirement. But I'm not, I'm not going nowhere, man. I'm, I'm, I'm still here. You know, I'm still ready to fight, so ready to play, ready to contest. You know, also I showed this year. You know, uh, even with uh, with the new team Novisa that we can, you know, uh, play in, in in a certain level of uh, of. Um, level that we want to be you know the champions you know and you know we see we will see you know how far we can go this year you know even we have a uh, two or three you know young uh, guys it, with uh with the lack experience and 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 then one new guy but he's older but he's finished career with a uh, fortunate injury uh brat milosic i think you know this guy you know will have would help us a lot but you know it is what it is, you know, but, you know, I will um, definitely, you will see me more in a, in a FIBA if uh, after Big Three, I will, I, will, I will be allowed to play, but we will see what happens. Hey, I, I like I that. Like, it's not, I, yeah. That's what I like to hear. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It's not the last chapter. It's just another chapter. Yeah, and yeah I, it, I, 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 you I like said, that. You said it, right? yeah. 
when when you do look back though, I mean, you you started out at, at the beginning of, of 3x3 and you see where it is now on the Olympic stage. What are some of your thoughts about the growth of the game? I know the Serbian Federation has been very, very supportive of what you guys are doing and backing you to Tokyo. What have you, the, the major changes you've seen in 3x3 in the last 9, 10, 11 years as we get ready to go to the Olympics for the very first time? Uh, I cannot speak in uh, in uh, in the name of other people and, and uh, other federations or other situations, but you know, I think the um, biggest obstacle that we had in our careers was uh, that we are not professional athletes, and uh, I think that FIBA did a madness job uh, creating the atmosphere that you know. Uh, we were giving the platform and we will feel uh, like professional athletes every time we step uh, or go to the go to the any any kind of event you know uh, they grace uh, money rewards on the tournaments they they were always organized uh, very well within, in the tournaments like uh, local organization and and, and and you know you know the the, the, the lifestyle was uh, still is amazing you know you always you know, hitting the, the, the coolest cities in the world, uh, best hotels, uh, you know, great locations uh, all around the world. And, you know, um, when uh, they achieve their goal to go and be part of the Olympic Games, that, that give us, uh, you know, different dimension because people, uh, everybody, you know, couldn't consider us uh, amateurs or whatever because you know you you got the status of professional athlete and you know everybody you know was um in a in a different page for them so you know these sports really literally went from streets to olympic uh, olympic and world stage and it was a hell of a journey uh but you know my hats off to the to the FIBA people because they did it you know uh you know, from from ground zero, from nothing, they create something from nothing, and and that's I think the hardest job of of, of everybody. Speaking of, of the streets, you know, I want you to talk a little bit about what three X three hoop is uh, in Serbia. We see all these new countries that you know are seeing the game, and they're starting to to develop a love and, and of the game. We're seeing their players evolve, but but you know what 3x3 has been in Serbia for a very long time but for those who don't know what what is 3x3 in Serbia and, and why is it different than than everywhere else we have few sports here in uh, Serbia that you know we follow or like and you know okay football is number one but we never have a major success in a in a, in a football like no success at all we have a uh, handball, we have uh, volleyball, maybe water polo, and and then basketball. But basketball is number one sport. You know, we always went, we always was good in basketball, and it's like a religion here. You know, we have um, uh, like every literally every kid, you know, play basketball. You know, on, on, on in school or just on the streets, and you know everybody you, you just touch the ball at least one time and then play with the friends. Three on three here in Serbia is mass location. Um, it's totally different than than uh, than in, in the rest of the rest of the world, because when we play on the streets, we just play three on three. No, nobody's playing five on five, and usually. 
some clubs, you know, during the summer, they don't play five on five. They just put the kids and play three on three, you know, and then that's why I think we have a, you know, a great no feeling toward this sport because it's like really there is like actually everybody that I know play basketball plays three and three you know we have you know a lot of people just playing just for fun just with a recreational reason or you know it's just like uh, I told you like, it's like religion here you know and I think that separates uh, Serbia from other countries in, in uh, other parts of the world Dushan it's been that way since you were a kid with 3x3 yeah I started playing basketball in 1995 or 94 sorry we already had three on three tournaments from 96 till 19 I think you know every every year you know there was you know organized three on three tournaments it was different rules then but you know during the summer we also have you know always we have three on three tournaments and basically what uh, what we did um, uh, my case was 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 like that you know during the winter time I play in in some club immediately when the when the when it's nice weather outside we go outside and play three on three and when I was when I was in my teenage years you know uh, the the first pocket money you know, all summer you know we earn like you know organize the team go to the tournaments you know win tournaments you know win some money and then and then and, and, and that was you know our summer summer pocket money you know from age i don't know 13 14 already you know we we, we played you know all summer uh you know tournaments all across the the the, the, the country you a bad man <laughs> you a, a bad man i got i got a hell of a lot of, lot of respect for you bro and that's real i appreciate it very much that was really good. You talk about insight that nobody's going to get except right here from Man. the best in the world. The best in the world. And a little bit of breaking news there from, from Dushan saying that he ain't going nowhere. I was, when he, when he was drafted, the big three, I know he's been flirting with him for a little while. Um, I thought that might that might spell the end of his FIBA 3x3 career, but uh, I guess he he put that to rest. He plans to continue to play 3x3. I think that's good news for for all of us, unless you're playing against them. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, and, yeah. and he's and he's obviously very confident of, of, about that Serbian team. And you know, he can lean on the history growing up playing the game that, that you heard him elaborate on. Um, he looks focused, man. He he's healthy. He's feeling good. Um, so shout out again. We appreciate Dushan Bullet blessing us with his presence and and dropping a few gems on us on uh, the Voice on 3X3 podcast. I am just, uh, I'm so down with his honesty. Yeah. Look, we can't run away from the truth. We're getting older. I mean, I and, and that's been the talk leading up to this, right? I mean, you heard Mike earlier, Mike Hicks earlier in the podcast saying, nobody's scared anymore. Mm -hmm. Now you hear Deshaun saying, look, I, I get it. We can't run away from every year, all of us have a birthday, thankfully. Right. So, I mean, I, I love the honesty. I love the fact that 3X3 has been a part of his life since he was a kid. There aren't many people that can say that, honestly, right? That are playing the game right, right now, right yeah. now. Well, when um, you live in Serbia, so, you, you, pick up, yeah. you pick up that ball and start playing 3X3 at a very uh, young age. And I think it, it's no secret why Serbian players 
uh, have dominated 3x3. You know, uh, I mean, it's, it's not a shock. They do have a different understanding of the game. And obviously, the more you play, uh, you understand the nuances and the different tricks and different things that you can find. And nobody's mastered that more than uh, than Serbia and and no individual player more than Dushan Bullock. Yeah, the feel for the game is really, really good. Um, because wow. like we talked about tight spaces and not following through screens because all the action starts right up front when you get the ball on offense and there's a defender right in your grill. Mm-hmm. The action starts right then, whether it's pick and rolls or whether it's... And so Serbia, the, the basketball IQ is really high. And it is with all the teams. They wouldn't be here if it wasn't. But yeah. you watch Serbia, there's no following through screens. Nobody goes over the top of Serbia. And so when you watch that stuff, you're like, okay, he gets it. He really gets it. He's talking. He gets it. And it's because of that natural feel. It's a feel that they didn't have to learn in their 20s. Mm-hmm. It's something they learned in their early teens or younger. And it, it, it's value. I mean, super, super value. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him play. And then I saw that, you know, he mentioned right as we were talking to him, his papers came through. So he's on his way yes. to New Orleans after Tokyo, which is really cool. And we'll get to see him uh, on the big three. With, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, Katino Mobley makes happy. everybody look young, except when he trained <laughs> hey, Katino Mobley is still balling. No, I know him and Mahmoud. Yeah. I mean, they got some. Look, there's some OGs in Big Three that can still drain it with anybody. anybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see um, Dushan take on this next challenge. Agreed. You know, covering him in the years that I've covered him, I, I've known that he's always looking to climb that next mountain. You know, he's he's accomplished pretty much everything you would want to accomplish in 3x3 with the exception of a gold medal which he hopes is going to be his crowning moment but I think it's going to be uh it's going to be fun to to see him compete with some former NBA pros and even better when we see him back on the 3x3 uh world tour national competition uh as well man we've had this has been a full full show Davey and we got more coming up tomorrow no, it's it's crazy because you heard all the men's. We gave you a little four one one. Well, the U.S. side four one one. You know what that means. But we've given you. <laughs> I keep forgetting that you know somebody in Turkey may not understand what four one one means. My bad. Uh, but we've given you. We've kind of broken down the men's side. Our predictions. Two great interviews. So the men's side, we're gonna put to rest. It's just time to play now. On the yeah. ladies' side. Tomorrow, we're going to run it back with a part two Olympic preview here on the Voice on 3X3 podcast. And we're going to do predictions. We're going to do storylines, games to watch again, and a really special guest. Oh, yeah. Uh, I cannot wait to unveil that uh, complete interview. It is going to be a treat. And looking forward to talking about the women's competition. Um, There's no drop-off between... Uh, the men and the women when it comes to 3x3. You, you talk about the parity on the men's side, it is equally stacked on the women's side. Uh, I may even make some changes on my predictions between now and, and uh, <laughs> that part two for tomorrow. But uh, I'll save that for them. But uh, I tell you, Dave B, it's been a good show, man. I've had fun on this one. Have yeah, fun every time. I, you drop knowledge, I learn. We hear from the best in the world. I don't know what's better than that. And 
We are four days from the Olympics. Tomorrow, when we talk to you again with a new podcast that will drop, we'll get you ready for the women's side of the Olympic tournament. Again, remember, uh, every platform you get a podcast from, you can find us, the Voice on 3X3 podcast. Download it, listen to it, whatever you need to do to uh, get your ears on. Get ready for the Olympics. Uh, We're doing our best to provide it to you. So, guys, today, ladies, tomorrow, and I cannot wait. Again, we're a day closer. Tomorrow, we're three days away from the Olympics. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, That is it. That is all for part one of episode two of the Voice on 3X3 podcast. We'll see y'all tomorrow when we dissect the women's competition in this historic first ever to the 3x3 entry into the Olympic Games. All right, we'll see y'all tomorrow.